Good morning, church. Trust all of you are ready to receive the word. Trust the Holy Spirit will speak to you this morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right. This morning, I'm going to talk about there is hope in your future. Amen. There is hope in your future. The text is from Jeremiah 31. Jeremiah 31, it shows 17, but if you have it, your phones or your Bibles with you, you can open 16. I'm going to show you so you can get a, a bit of the, where, where it's coming from, the whole context about it. It says, thus says the Lord, refrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for your work shall be rewarded, says the Lord. Amen. And and they shall come back from the land of the enemy. There is hope for your future, says the Lord, that your children shall come back to their own border. Amen. Now, this prophecy came out at a very tough time in the word, in the scripture. The, the children of God were going through an exile, right? They were going through loss when they felt like they were defeated. Yeah, and if you read the verses before this, it says they refuse to be comforted. They were so down and they refused to be comforted. Sometimes our pain is so great, our suffering is so great that we ourselves may refuse to be comforted. But the Lord still comforts us. Amen. Amen. He comforts us. Refrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears. Amen. There is hope in your future. The word for you today is there is hope in your future. We need to learn to see things the way God wants us to see things. We say no hope, God says there is hope. We say there's no way, I cannot be comforted, God says I have comfort for you. Amen? We need a new perspective. I can take my glasses, I left it there, <laughs> sorry. Luke 11, the lamp of the, of the body is the eye. Therefore, when your eyes... Is good, your whole body is also full of light. There it is. But when your eye is bad, your whole body is full of darkness. He's talking about the eyes. Now, funny I'm wearing this. Early of this year, my good friend, he showed us a picture, he took a selfie of wearing glasses. And I laughed at him. Bro, you're getting old. <laughs> Need to wear glasses. Few months down the road, guess what? It's my turn. Wake up in the morning, I cannot see my phone. <laughs> Suddenly, everything is blurred. Oh. So go get my eyes checked, they put some lens on me, like, wow, so clear. Why all the while I didn't do this? Everything's like watching in IMAX, super clear, super, super clear. You know? So, to that sense, don't laugh at your friend. Might be your turn next. Anyway, so, my, my vision changed, but some of my friends, they refuse to accept reality. What they do, they make the font on the phone big. Got or not? Who does that? <laughs> uh, those laughing, huh? they, they know. You make your phone on your phone so big so you can see. Not just you can see, everybody in your neighborhood also can see. Huge fonts, they refuse to accept reality. But God says, when you, your eyes is good, right? Everything around you is clear. So what I'm trying to say, isn't it better to fix our eyes than to fix our environment? Hello? Your phone on your phone, you can change. But the words on your Bible or the books you read, how are you going to make it bigger? Your wife's face, you see, not clear. You want to make her wife, your wife's face bigger, huh? No, right? No, but it's easier to fix our eyes than change our environment. The same thing with 
perspective. When Jesus said, your eye is good, your whole body is good, it is full of light, he's talking about perspective. He's talking about our mind's eye. You with me? Your mental outlook, how you see things, how you view people, how you judge circumstances, how you approach things. Everything you see is always negative, always bad, always a problem. Guess what? The things are not a problem. The problem is your perspective. It is your eye. It is your eye. Jesus said, why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye, but do not notice the log in your own eye? Or how can you say to your neighbor, let me take the speck out of your eye while the log is in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, then you will see clearly and take the speck out of your neighbor's eye. Fix your eyes. Fix your perception. Amen? Before we fix other people's eyes. You know some people who complain all the time. Right? Everything is so complain, complain, complain. Oh, they're always complaining. They always find a reason to complain. Guess what? There's a problem with their perspective. The Israelites in the wilderness, they had this problem. All they did was complain, complain, complain. See, God delivered them from slavery in Egypt, took them out, sent 10 plagues among the Egyptians, right? And then also brought them out after the 10 plagues, saved them, bring them out, part the Red Sea. They walked on dry ground. After that, pillar of cloud, pillar of fire, all these things following them. They had all these things. They had daily manna from heaven, heavenly food, daily bread from heaven. They had water from a rock, fresh, clean water from a rock in the desert. God was providing them. God was leading them from slavery to the promised land. But all they did during that time was complain, 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 complain. You see, the wilderness experience, it is not a punishment. Sometimes we go through wilderness. We go through dry seasons. We go through hard times. We think God is punishing you. It is not. It's just a test. It's just a test. And He wants to bring you through because there is hope in your future. Amen? It wasn't a punishment. They needed to change their perspective. They had a wrong perspective. So every now and then, we will experience some wilderness times. But it is okay because it's just a test. Amen? It's just a test. When we keep glorifying God, keep being positive, don't complain, we will go through and He will bring us to the next level. Amen? Now a man and his little boy went to the ice cream shop and um, he bought ice cream for the son, one cone of ice cream like this. And the son walking out of the shop, he dropped the ice cream scoop. The whole ice cream fell down on the floor. He cries, oh, cry loudly, cry, 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 cry. And the father is okay. Being a good dad, he brings him back to the ice cream shop. This time, the boy goes in the ice cream shop, he saw the signboard, triple scoop. Daddy, I want the triple scoop. I want that one. I want the triple scoop ice cream. What do you think the father would do? You One scoop and you drop. How am I going to put three scoops on you? Cannot. Correct or not? Because the boy is not ready. Not because I don't love the boy. Because the boy is not ready. If Same thing with God. God, I want the triple scoop. I want, I fast and pray. God, give me the triple scoop. God said, I give you a single scoop. You know what? Maybe I give you a double scoop. But God, I want the triple scoop. God said, if I give you the triple scoop, you're going to walk out of the ice cream shop. You're going to spill. You're going to cry. And you're going to say, God is a bad God. You see what I'm getting at? Hello? He gives you what you can handle. He brings you through when you are ready because He is a good God. Yes? 
our Heavenly Father wants to give you the triple scoop because there is hope in your future. He wants the very best for you. Don't think God only wants to smack you, wants to discipline you, wants to make you. No, He has the best for you. Amen. Very quiet today. Somebody say amen. Amen. Thank you. Right? Because we, when we change our perspective, when we get a new perspective on things, everything changes. Everything around you changes. One change of perspective can bring you to your divine destiny. Amen. One change of perspective can lead you out of hopelessness into joy, into fulfillment. One change of perspective can accelerate you to what you were meant to be. Hallelujah. I'm preaching to myself today. Amen. Perspective is everything. It is everything. In the Bible, there was a woman with an issue of blood, right? And it's from Mark 5. You heard it there. Now, a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment, for she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Now, pause for a while. Who said, if only you touch his clothes, you'll be made well? Did Jesus say it? Did the prophet say it? Did the teacher say it? Did the disciple say it? Nobody said it. She said it to herself. If I may touch him, not even him, his garment, the hems of his garments. Jesus wore a loose one, not like me, everything tight. <laughs> but he touched the hem of his garment, not even Jesus. Just a bit of his clothes, I will be healed. She said it to herself, you know. And immediately the fountain of blood dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? Who touched me? And Jesus said to his, and disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? Thronging means crowding, means pressed up against, means crammed together like a can of sardines. Everybody was right there. But he said, who touched me? He looked around and see who had done this. But a woman fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. He said, your faith has made you well. She got rewarded because of her perspective of Jesus, because of her perspective of the Christ. In her mind, Jesus had the power to touch me. Jesus had the power to heal me. Jesus don't even have to lay hands on me, but I can be healed just by touching him. Nobody told her this. This is the power of having faith. This is the power of having the right perspective, the right kind of eyes. Amen? The, without faith, it is impossible to please God and her faith that day please the Lord. Amen? Amen. So how do you see Jesus in your life today? Do you see him as one who can touch you, can meet with you, can heal you, can speak to you? Or is he just Jesus of the Bible? Those days can, now cannot. How do you review the Lord? Because if your eye is good, your whole body is full of light. Amen. Amen. Now, when my parents started this church in the 80s, long, long time ago, starting here in Shalom, a lot of voices told them, don't. 
cannot, very difficult. This is hard ground, this is Shah Alam, you know. Not many Chinese and Indians here at that time. No one was, uh, was around. But, and when they started church, my mom was telling me, when they collect offering, uh, the, 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 the offering was coins, just bags of coins. I'm not looking down on offering. I'm just painting a picture of, so you understand the demographics at the time. People did not have much. Started with nothing. My mom had to work two jobs to support my dad, to support us, to support the church. Hard times, hard grounds. Now, if, but, but, but wait, 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 wait. But God always provided for them. They did not have to go around asking for handouts, asking for donations, asking God always provided for them. God was always faithful. So, but why Sha'alam? Why this place? Because God said so. God sent them to come to Sha'alam because there is hope in your future. There is hope in the future. At that time, they didn't see. They were young. They were just doing, we are in the ministry. But at that time itself, God had hope for their future. Amen. If my parents did not take a step of faith, change their perspective and come here, we will not be here today. This church will not be here today. I will not be here today. Imagine if they did like the Israelites and complain. Oh, yo, why Sha'alam? They had a church in Kuantan. Kuantan, they had military there. So they got fixed income. The church was proper. It was stable. The beach was nearby. They would take the church members and hang out at the beach every weekend. They were having a good church. Everything was fine. Why, why I come to Shalam? Huh? Why this place? Huh? I want to eat pork. I have to go to Klang. Shalam, nothing. You know, complain, complain, complain about Shalam. But what they were going through is, it was just a test. And they did not fail the test. Amen. And God brought them to the promised land. Amen. Look at them now, so blessed with four wonderful children. <laughs> huh? Ten grandchildren. The four wonderful children, three average looking girls, but they got one extraordinary, talented, funny, tall, dark, and handsome son. Amen. I forgot to add, I forgot to add. very humble also. <laughs> but, <laughs> but because. Somebody pray for me. <laughs> but because, because of this church in Shalom, right? After that, so many other churches open up in Shalom. Many other churches open in Shalom. Shalom today, we have a lot of church. Shalom today, this land where we build our church is given by the government for free. Amen. Now we have a Christian burial ground in Shalom. Hello. Before this, all these things was impossible because of their faithfulness, because of their obedience, because they look through the eyes of faith. Hallelujah. Church, you do not know what happens when your perspective change. When you look through your eyes of faith, like the lady, like my parents, like different people in the Bible. When you change your perspective and listen to what God is saying, trust Him that there is hope for your future. When you leave this place, even though you forget all the Every part of the message, you forget everything. Don't forget that there is hope for your future. I want you to leave this place full of hope in your heart. Amen? Knowing that there is hope for your future. That is what the Spirit is saying in this season. Amen? Proverbs 10, 28 says, The hope of the righteous will be gladness. Amen? But the expectation of the wicked will perish. So, we righteous people, guess what? There is gladness for you. There is joy for you. There is hope for you. Amen? So our perspective change. And our perspectives also change when we learn to hear properly. We learn to hear a new type of hearing. 
Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Now, for me, uh, I used to cringe. Sometimes I see speakers talking or on Instagram and on YouTube and they say, God told me this and God told me that and God told me this. God said like that, God said like this. Every time I see, I, one kind, I feel me, this me. I cringe because how God told you? Like how I'm talking to you, is it? You heard his voice, is it? What do you mean God told you? So one day I was praying and I was talking to the Lord. These guys, every time God told me this, God told me that, wow, so easy. Shopping. And then in my heart, immediately I felt the Spirit tell me, hey, what about the time I told you this? I told you this, I told you this, I told you this. Oh, yeah, yes. You told me all these things, correct. Oh, sorry, repent immediately. You know, do not pass go, do not collect 200. Uncle Sunny, go straight to jail. Repent immediately. God speaks all the time. He is speaking all the time. Are we listening? Job 33, verse 14 to 17. This is interesting. It says, For God speaks again and again. Though people do not recognize it, He speaks in dreams, in visions of the night, when in deep sleep falls on people as they lay in beds, He whispers in their ears and terrifies them with, with warnings. He makes them turn from doing wrong. He keeps them from pride. God is speaking now. Question to you. What do you do when you cannot sleep at night? Take out the phone, scroll a bit, disturb the wife, <laughs> go downstairs, watch TV, turn on Netflix, go drink water. We do something, right? When you wake up at night and you cannot sleep. For me, what I do 90% of the time, I do all that so I also disturb the wife, I do all that stuff. But 90% of the time, what I do is I go downstairs, I open the Bible and I seek the Lord. Not because I'm a holy fellow, huh? super holy, holier than thou fellow or whatever. It's just because I do not want to miss it if God is speaking to me. I don't want to miss it. What if it was God waking me up? What if it was the Holy Spirit, Asibidu, stirring my spirit? Don't sleep, wake up, I want to speak to you. Seek the Lord in the night seasons, you know? When the prophet Samuel was a small boy under the care and ministry of Eli, and um, while he was sleeping, God called him, Samuel. Samuel, he gets up, he runs to Eli. Did you call me? Eli, did you call me? Eli said, no, I didn't call you. I heard you calling. No, no, I didn't call you. Go back and sleep. Goes back and sleep. He hears again, Samuel, Samuel. Goes to Eli again. Did you call me? What does Eli say? No, I didn't call you. Go back and sleep. The third time, Samuel, Samuel, he runs to Eli. Eli, you call me. I, I think you call me. Eli says, then he dawned on Eli. It must be the Lord. It must be the Lord. Because Eli knows, as a seasoned prophet, as a seasoned man of God, he knows God speaks in the night seasons. Although Eli wasn't perfect, the Bible shows he's not perfect, yet he knows that it was God speaking. And he tells Samuel, next time you hear the voice say, speak, Lord, for I am listening. And God spoke. So for us, for you, if you have a persistent call at night, like Samuel, Samuel, first three times, he don't know, don't know, don't know is a God. Sometimes he calls you like that at night. He's calling you, wake up, wake up. And we just brush it off. No, nothing. Don't want to seek him. Don't want to seek him. It's a persistent unrest. It could be the Lord. Hello? He wants to speak to you. He wants you to come away with him. Amen? Say, speak, Lord. I am listening. 
It's okay if you missed it a few times, but his persistent call will get you. Amen? I'm not saying every time it happens. Some nights I wake up, speak, Lord, nothing happens. But it's okay as long I still spend time in the Word. I still spend time praying. I still spend some time seeking God. There's no loss to that. There's always a blessing that comes with that. And sometimes He speaks to you on the spot. Sometimes He speaks to you a week later, a month later. We don't know when you will need the Word. He supplies you with everything you need. Amen. The Holy Spirit will remind you. He will show you. You read this that day. I was speaking to you about this that day. Amen. Because He is always speaking and we are not always listening. So let's be sensitive to what God is saying. Amen? Amen. It's okay to say amen. Our church can make noise. But don't be a, a weirdo. La. You know what's a weirdo? La? A weirdo is when God is speaking all the time. Everything is so God is speaking. Today, a butterfly landed on my hand. Oh, I wonder what is God telling me today? God must be telling me something because a butterfly landed. God, people, people are like that, you know. During worship, I saw angels flying everywhere. God told me there's angels all around this place. You read the Bible, every time an angel showed up, the angel said what? Fear not. Why? Because everybody is scared. The angel is huge, big, scary. But you saw them in your kitchen, you saw them in your car, and you're seeing all these things. Don't be a weirdo, a weird person. I went for a meeting once because I do sound. I supplied to these people and they had this speaker and he comes in and he's preaching and he says, I see angels are flying around everybody, everywhere right now and the angels are handing out swords. So everybody hands up, grab a sword. So the whole church is grabbing sword. Come on, come on, grab the sword, grab the sword. Angels are passing out sword. <laughs> and everybody's grabbing sword. You, you don't grab, they look at you, you know, hey, what's wrong with you? You don't want the sword. <laughs> What is, what is this? If angel gave you the sword, then how, how are they going to fight? They use machine gun. <laughs> Talking about machine gun, my dad went for some prayer meeting. They had some prayer warriors. These ladies are praying with machine gun. They're speaking in tongues. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> where, where in the Bible? Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Step one, pick up a sword from the <laughs> angel. And then in the future, after machine guns are invented, you go shada da 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 da. Take out the whole the Lord's prayer, the Father who art in heaven. Take out lah, just shada da 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 da. I'm not making fun of tongues. I believe in the gift of tongues, but this is the gift of Rambo. <laughs> it's not the gift of tongues. All kinds of funny things. People are hearing God in strange and weird ways. I'm trying to say anything you say about God, what God said, all this thing, come back to the word. I got a lot of stories, one more. When I was a young boy in the house and um, we had the normal phones, right, those days, and one day the phone rang, I pick it up, this girl on the phone says, can I speak to Jonathan? I said, yes, is Jonathan speaking? God told me I must marry you. <laughs> I said, oh yes, sir. God never tell me, bye-bye. <laughs> Finish. That wasn't you, right? No, okay. <laughs> Have to check. So what is this? what is this? God tell me this. God tell me. Last night I dreamt of a of a, of a school bus. So I need to. I wake up. I need to quit my job. I need to be a bus driver. God calling me to be a bus driver. Please don't base your life decision on dreams, 
on vision. Don't base your theology, your knowledge of the Lord based on dreams and visions. Maybe you ate a lot of curry before you slept, so you had a very vivid dream. It was the, probably the curry is not the Lord. Anything is so come back to the Lord. Amen. Let's get real. Don't talk nonsense. Somebody say amen. <laughs> yeah. So if you spend time with the Lord, reading the word, seeking God, coming to, listening to messages like this sometimes, but then you will understand and you will know the voice of God more and more. Amen. Let's tune our ears to the Holy Spirit. Spend time with word and prayer. This week we said goodbye to our dear friend Uncle Yap and their family. Deepest condolences to them. And the daughter, although she, the father is not around anymore, she said, this is how my father would want the funeral. He wants like that, he wants like that, he wants like that. How she know? He didn't say. She knows his character so well. She knows how he speaks. She knows how he behaves. That's how she knows. This is what my father, this is what my dad will do. This is what. Same thing, my sheep know my voice. When you always spend time with the father, you will know. Amen. John 10, 27, 28. My sheep, hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand for you know his voice. Hallelujah. And you follow him and nothing can snatch you out. You're not so easily fooled. Not so easily taken away with different funny teachings that come into the church. Amen. Let's tune our ears to know his voice because there is hope. Enemy tells you there's no hope. No, God says there is hope. Amen? That point, a new heart. In order for us to be able to see with the right eyes, hear with the right ears, we need to have a new heart. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 36 talks about, I will give you a new heart and I'll put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out and give out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh, a new spirit, a new heart. The old heart is stubborn. The old heart cannot receive the new thing. Amen. In Luke 5, it talks, Jesus says, no one puts new wine into old wineskins or else the new wine will burst the wineskins and be spilled and the wineskins will be ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins and both are preserved. And no one having drunk the old wine immediately desires for the new. For he says the old is better. You're so old, used to your old ways, you cannot receive the new. The old is better. The old time is better. Old time Pentecostal is better. But this is a new move of God. Our hearts and our spirits need to be updated. The latest Holy Spirit, iOS. You see, God never changes. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We know that one. In Malachi, he says, I am the Lord, I do not change. Of course, he does not change because he is perfect in all his ways. He never needs to change. But the church has changed. Society has changed. The way we live lives now, today, has changed. Amen? So the move of God in this season also has changed. It is a new move. Same God, New move. We think we are so advanced, you know, with technology, we got the AI, we got all these things, but God is way more advanced than us. He's light years ahead. Hello? 
He's not surprised at any new technology that comes out. He's in our tomorrows. He's all-knowing. He already knows it all. Yes, nothing catches him by surprise. He already knows. Amen. So in this season, let us get a new heart. Let's ask him for a new heart. God, if I still cannot receive the new things that you are doing, let me get a new heart. If I'm not able to perceive hope in my future, give me a new heart. If I'm not able to perceive a good future, a bright future, a future where I am blessed, where I'm living the way you want me to live. If I cannot see that, Lord, help me today. Give me a new heart because the heart is key. The heart is key. You want to talk to a person when they say certain things. I spoke about this before. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Person is always negative. That means a lot of negativity in their heart. Person is always joyful, always happy, always positive. Guess what? They got a good heart. This one I have to talk about my mother. Huh? <laughs> Don't be scared. It's good things. <laughs> See, I always tease my mom, you know. I always say, she never stay in a bad hotel before. She never eat a bad meal before. You never go to a, a horrible trip before. Because everything is so, she will look for something good. No matter how bad the food is, how the restaurant bad or what, she will find something nice to say. The hotel, not nice. So find something nice to say. That is my mother. Sometimes it's irritating. Like, I say, mom, the food bad means bad. La. Yeah, la, bad. But at least the location good or the price okay. Wa. <laughs> or clean, you know. And then some people, the other way around. The food good, la, but the waiter I never smile. One. Very grumpy all the time. Long face. <laughs> they always, this, is, this one is nice, but like that, like that, like that. Hey, good are you? Your new promotion? Yeah lah, but like that, like that, like that. Hey, your son very good, huh? All straight A student. Yeah, but like that, like that, like that. You know what I'm saying? The other way around. No good. Better be like my mom. <laughs> Irritating a bit, but never mind. Good. Her whole outlook is positive. That's why she goes through life super positive. No matter what she faces in life, my mom is a testimony of out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks because she speaks good because of her heart. No matter what challenges she faces, she looks for the good. And sometimes, when I start to say the bad thing, hey, like that, like that, she says, she switches to Cantonese. She says, Moi Kong ah, Moi Kong. Hey, Moi Kong ah, Moi Kong. I mean, don't say, don't want to say, don't say. She's good. Amen? We should be like her. Mom, always stay positive. Good. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Let's cast away the old heart. God, this season, I need the new heart. I cast away the always complaining attitude. I don't want to complain. I don't want to be stuck in the wilderness forever. I want to go into my promised land. I got to stop this complaining. Give me a grateful heart, a thankful heart, a heart that listens to your voice, a heart that is sensitive to you, Lord, because I know that there is hope in my future. Amen? So let's cast it all away. Let's cast away this complaining thing. Cast away the sins, the hidden sins, the, the, the sin that we tolerate, the pride, the ego, the unforgiveness, the greed. Let us live upright lives, righteous lives. Ask Him for a new heart because He wants to bring you new hope, new grace, new breakthroughs for this season ahead. Amen? There is hope in your future. God bless you. There is hope in your future. Let's do a quick recap. We've got time. Fast recap. Huh? First point. If your eye is good, perspective. 
see things through the eyes of faith. We talk about the lady with the issue of blood. We talk about how she said to herself, if I could touch his garment. So she had the right perspective. She looked through the eyes of faith. Next, we talked about hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Tune our ears to what the Spirit is saying. God is speaking all the time and don't be a weirdo. <laughs> Come back to the word. We need to listen. Then we talk about a new heart. He wants to change our eyes in our ears so we need to change our hearts amen so when you leave this place today know in your heart that there is hope for you there is comfort for you there is joy and gladness in your future allow god to comfort you allow god to speak to you allow god to speak hope into your lives amen hope you receive it this morning god bless you pastor come